Good morning, listener. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> this is the creative brother, Eric, and I want to welcome you to episode 77. <laughs> oh, buddy, you're adding up. And I think this is going to be my last one unless something majorly. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> unless something major happens between now and the end of the summer. This is June 1st. And I've decided to let the summer pass because I want to see if the people are going to decide to get what they want. <laughs> I put a bunch of stuff out there. I need, to, I, need, I need for you all to digest it. It's quite a bit. I have one I haven't even published yet about FBI Table 43. I think I'm going to do that one when I get done. It's a shorty. Um, about getting your truth on and busting up and verifying stuff and quitting letting your friends tell you stuff and you just go, oh, okay. If you, if, if you care, s'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. So today, here's what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> the USA is still an underdeveloped nation. Just like all the other ones out there. And when you look at the list of Developing nations, America, the USA is not on there. Well, I disagree. I totally disagree. Half of America is, un- is undeveloped. Undeveloped. We're going to talk about six of the of the worst of six uh, um, six on this list demographic areas that are among the worst. That three of which you know of, three of which you don't. Okay, and I'm just going to tell you now. Unless you've traveled this country and this world the way I have, you don't know. You don't know. It's not enough to watch the narrator that you have chosen to get your information from, listener. And I love you. you you're way above the norm listening to my chirpy stuff. Uh, 90% of the world don't want to hear what I have to say. It's to their disadvantage. But to your benefit and to mine... You know, we're a different group. We want to know stuff so we can use it real time. Here we go. Here's my thesis. The United States of America are not united. I've already talked about breaking the band up, right? (laughs) Breaking up America and starting over. Let's see who rejoins the union and who does not. I dare say the union... Uh, which is imperfect, will not be 50 states and blah, blah, blah territories. Nope. Be a start over. Um, And you would not be less safe. You wouldn't. There's all these folks out there, oh, I'd be less safe. We need a bit. No, no. Still have weapons and all of that. And everybody would come together and push buttons together. Kaboom, boom, boom, boom. There it is. So Russian and whoever else. China's not a threat. China needs American money. That's the first thing on their mind. How do we keep the money rolling? Don't fight them. <laughs> that's one thing. China's never going to fight America because that's just going to cut off all the money. Then they're going to go bankrupt quickly. Okay, so quit thinking China's going to do stuff. No, they're going to conquer space. And then, they, they, then they'll basically be in control of all of us. So today we're going to talk about six areas based on the fact that I believe we are not united. I mean, it's their facts. Um, if we were united, <clears throat> big parts of this country wouldn't be still not developed. We're talking America is an underdeveloped nation. 
just as so many are across the world. It's just that, um, again, when you exalt yourself over and over, throw your hands in the air and hope, put your head back and claim you're great, people start believing your nonsense. Okay, let's get started. We're going to do this in the concept of urban, three urban and three rural communities. And I'm going to name them first. And then I'm going to talk about them. Then I'm going to, again, tell you we're going to give the people what they want. So this is another give the people what they want thing, a fantasy. And I'm going to tell you what I would do when I make a deal with America, with the USA. <laughs> I make a deal with the federal government. They're my partner and we're, I'm going to fix stuff. So it's a fantasy thing. I made a deal. Now I'm getting ready to execute. Get in there with me. Here we go. <clears throat> First is, are, are the urbans. Detroit, the south side of Chicago, and New Orleans. Okay? Detroit, you know, that's an urban empty place, right? Literally, you can go to Detroit and get houses for nothing from the land office. All right? Because the neighborhoods are so carved out. I don't know what it is about people from these communities, but they don't like, they don't, apparently they don't like to buy property. You're walking right past these properties every day. Now the kids and all that, they don't have any money. But these adults, you must, from Chicago, I mean from uh, 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 Detroit, what is it with you? You don't like money? You don't have vision? Are you broke? What's going on? I'm being tough. You know why I'm being tough? Because I know a ton of people from Detroit. A ton! Black, white, purple, and yellow. And basically all you have to do is live in the house. I mean, I could go there. I've been wanting to go to, go to uh, Detroit for 20 years and just pack up and go. Take my son with me and go there and just go do it. One of the programs is you, you know, you live in the house or you have to be from the neighborhood. I mean, they have all kinds of different ways to, to, be, to get in there. And the people have not taken advantage of it. Now, here's what I say. White people, get in there. You have given the black people enough time. They don't want it. You get in there. If you have some money, get in there. You got some credit, get in there. <clears throat> Latinas, everywhere I've been in America, wherever there's black, there's brown. And in the South, in black communities all over the South, the Tina's own all the property. Black folk don't own it, they rent it. They own a lot of it, but they, they, they don't build stuff. They just own it. Don't do anything. I, my, I got a family full of folks. Own property, they hadn't done a darn thing with it. Just sits there, they, they mow the grass or whatever. It's ridiculous. So Detroit, what's going on there? Now, <clears throat> let me use one word to describe what is a pervasive thing in all of these areas that has more of an effect on people than people give it credit for. One word, listener. Poverty. The effects of poverty on the brain are incredible. Poverty rots the brain. Rot, rots, R-O-T-S. Poverty is a brain rot uh, agent. Works just as quickly as acid. Poor, poverty works on you. It does. <clears throat> and in Detroit, Chicago, and New Orleans, in these areas, 
you have a lot of poverty. Now, let me give you a history lesson, uh, listener. We had a little thing called racism in this country and bigotry. For a long time, black people couldn't get a loan, L-O-A-N, locally from the racist and bigoted bank owners and people who worked in there, right? So all that nonsense, you've been reading history about, you know, why this and why that. If you can't get any money, now you have to spend your cash. If you don't have any extra cash after, you, you know, you don't have the infrastructure in your communities. It all rolls up. You can't borrow money. You can't get access to capital. Blah, blah, blah. All the would-be capital uh, folks that would build a, a business can't do it. They don't have enough cash. Those that did it, did it, I mean, you know, undercapitalized for generations. That creates these problems in these areas, New Orleans, Chicago, Detroit, <clears throat> where in 2022, with the effects of poverty, poverty creates depression. It creates no hope in people. And let me tell you, it is a thing that most people, when they get in that water, they can't get out. There ain't no, the side of the pool is too slippery. You can't get out of it. Now, do people get out of it? Yes, a minority. But within these groups, Detroit, Chicago, and New Orleans, in the areas that I could go into details about, Detroit, I call that an empty urban, you know, empty, where, okay, Chicago, a war zone. I used to go to Chicago every month. It's a war zone with a bunch in a big old city. And there is just high crime and gangs and what I call sociopaths. Me personally, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to keep it all compartmentalized. <laughs> New Orleans, uh, it looks like a third world country. Now, the storm basically ran everybody out of there who, who didn't have any reason to be there in the first place, right? Renting and stuff, didn't own a lot of rentals. If you don't own stuff, you ain't going to take care of it. So, but New Orleans, Chicago, Detroit, all of them come back, come, well, Detroit less so, but um, the remnants of slavery and all of this are what you see, okay? It's what you see. Um... Really, really poor places, even when they're urban. Okay. Now, here's the thing: the urban areas that I'm talking to you about, they all suffer from the same problems, infrastructure, right? But mainly, to me, it's mainly people deciding. Uh, you know, I'm I'm walking by this house. I drive by it every day. This is an opportunity for me to buy some property. They're not thinking that. So the people who live in the communities don't even think about. The, the opportunity, the upside that exists with all these properties that are run down and need to be bought and, and, and redone are empty lots all over the place, right? And all three of these places are just representative of what you see all over America. I'm in Houston Metro. I could have stuck Third Ward in here, Fourth Ward, Fifth Ward, right in here in Houston before I chose my own hometown to spend my money on and other people's money, I was looking through Houston to do this because I had a dealership in Fifth Ward right off the freeway. And then, long story short, I had been trying to, I didn't, I, it took me years to come up with my three-pronged 
project that I'm doing back home. You know, nine figures. It took years to come up for that to for that to congeal into a creature. All these chemicals. It was just individual things. It took time for that stuff to work together, become a creature. Now I got a creature. I have a creature called a project. It took a while for all those chemicals to come together. But I moved it out of Houston and put it in my hometown. Now, now we're doing it. Houston needs it too in these places. Oh my God. But not like these three. Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans. The urban stuff. Okay? Now, let's get to the uh, the rural. This is worse. 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 Now, if anybody, any of y'all ever been to Eastern Kentucky, Southwest the Southwell, or in, in the southwest side of West Virginia, the Appalachian Mountain regions. This area, when you go there and you go through there, if that doesn't affect you, listener, to the negative, then what you're gonna find out is, is you're not a human. You, you're something else. <laughs> it's time for you to start thinking about what that is. It's time to go home, honey. <laughs> That's my first honey. I only get two. I, I used four in the last one. Now I only get two in this one. So that's my first one. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta get my other one. I also have another one, but that's I'm, okay. I have another saying. I like to call men to get their attention. <laughs> sweetheart, when I call you a sweetheart, I need your attention, and it gets it. You call a man a sweetheart? Oh, he what? Now he now he listening. Yeah, he listening. You call him a sweetheart, or oh, honey? But um, Eastern Kentucky. In the southwest side of West Virginia, we're talking about counties, plural. Just go on and on and on and on. Only thing you're seeing is Dollar Generals. That's all you're seeing. Not even real grocery stores. Infrastructure? What's that? Running water? Electricity? What? I mean, yeah. So we're talking about, here's the areas. Eastern Kentucky, which is all together. Eastern Kentucky, southwest West Virginia. And this is the home of uh, meth, the meth zombies. This is third world, I'm telling you. I have to name them out because it's so, okay. And then Mississippi, the Mississippi River area, which is Northwest Mississippi, Southeast Arkansas, third world. They have never been anything there. And I'm not trying to be negative. They have never had anything. This is where the blues comes from. So all those Brits that took their narrow asses down there when they were 20-something years old, took cameras with them, kept the cameras on themselves. If they would have just pointed those cameras at where they were and showed the world where they were, instead of pointing the cameras at their damn selves so much, the America would have been embarrassed by what they saw. This area has never been anything but slavery. And after that, just extreme poverty from that point on. They have nothing. Poor poverty? Oh, you kidding? No, it's worse than that. Oh, you kidding? Poverty, let me give you a word here, and then you're gonna realize what's going on with America and business. You know what it takes to be poor here in this country? If you have a family of four and you're hovering between 26 and $32,000, you are poor. And guess what? People are paying. You see, you see advertisement. We're paying about $15 an hour, $15 to $20 an hour. Really? To do what? 
I mean, if you're going to hire people, if you're going to hire a grown person in this country called America, if you're going to hire them to go to work for you, you're going to have to hire people and pay a living wage. If you're going to hire an adult, now you hire a teenager to work part time to flip burgers. I still wouldn't do it for 15 bucks an hour. I'd go out and make my own money and get 20 bucks an hour as a teen. Screw you. We ain't doing that. So whole areas. And then the last one. Here's the third one on the rule. I almost forgot. <laughs> the Pine Ridge Reservation where the Lakota Sioux tribe live. And this is in South, Southwest South Dakota. Now... It's absolutely the worst. Sad, sad, sad. People living on the street. I mean, it looks like Chile or somewhere. Not America. It looks like, a, a, you know, what people have recognized as a developing, an underdeveloped country. Barely livable structures. Astonishing level of poverty. Wow. I mean, let me, let me. Eastern Kentucky, Southwest, West Virginia. I mean, just go on. This just goes on for counties, counties, and counties. And these are mostly white people, if you're listening. A bunch of, I mean, the biggest community in America just being ignored. You'd never hear about these people. These people right here, Eastern Kentucky, Southwest, West Virginia, they never, they don't have representation. Period. They do have a guy, uh, this Joe Manchin guy. He he's West Virginia's uh, uh, senator. He's the one that voted against uh, the infrastructure stuff. Apparently, he's never been here. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised somebody in this group hadn't killed him. This is what happens when you have extreme poverty. The people, I would say, it's like this. Imagine that that's in your head all the time. That's, that's what you're hearing while you're living your life. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what poverty is. Is that it's a constant drum in your head. I didn't grow up in poverty. I just had a young mother. <laughs> I had a 16-year-old mother who retired at 56 from an all company. <laughs> Oh boy, but I saw poverty. Um, certain parts of town, you know, I had friends who, when you're on the bus, they take them home, and you're like, "What the? What? What's happening here?" And then what I would do, I'd go see my friends, like get a good idea of what's going on here. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I've never, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to figure that out since I've been knowing you as a child. You're 12, 13 of y'all, up in, so I don't know. You just, you, you, you. That drum in your head. How can you think about anything else when you have a constant drum of, of, uh, how do I do this? How do I take, how, oh my God, how do I, how do I pay for this? How do I, how, how do I, how do I, how do I, how, how do I, how do I, how do I? So all day long, that's in your head, drumming, drumming, drumming. How can you think about your future when you got this, this low hum in your head. You're a child. You're school. You're hungry. 
They don't know you're hungry. The teacher's talking. She calls your name out. Karen, excuse me. What? What'd you say? She didn't even hear you. Jolene. They're not hearing you. Constant drum. Now, the one thing that I I know about um, people is that poverty, a, a lot of people don't want you to know, right? So they, they don't want to be embarrassed or whatever. So they just, they, they deal with it. They live with it. And you don't even know. But let me tell you, if you go look at Eastern Kentucky, Southwest, West Virginia, go look at the Mississippi River area, Northwest Mississippi and Southeast Arkansas, and the Pine Ridge Reservation, the Lakota Sioux Tribe, look at all of this. These are examples of what's going on in America on the rural side. Extreme poverty. Okay? I could go into details, give you numbers and all that, but I'm not doing that. I want you to do that for yourself. Don't be lazy. Okay? Now let's get into my fantasy section. Okay, oh, I made a deal with the government. Again, <laughs> I made a deal with with the uh, what's left of the federal government. You know, we broken the band up. I'm I'm working with everybody. I'm a I'm a I'm a citizen of all the new nations. <laughs> the federal government, all the new ones. I'm I'm in there. I have multiple citizenship all over because I'm helping everybody. That's I just decided that's what I'm gonna do. You know, doing good deeds. And so, you know, I'm, I made a deal with the government of America to come up with solutions, and then they, they I'm in charge. You know, we have a contract with names on it, people. <laughs> and if you don't do what I what's in the contract, you are responsible. You're criminally liable for your for 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 the yeah. You can go to jail. I got, that's what I did. That's the contract. It took months to negotiate that sucker. <laughs> months. And they didn't want to do it. They didn't want their name on it. Some of them quit. And the new people, they put their names on it because they wanted the job. <laughs> right? So I'm in charge. We're going to intervene. And it's not going to be government intervention. It's going to be private business effort. We're going to address structural poverty at the genius level. Okay? I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna put together panels in these areas because they are gonna tell us what they want. So yes, I'm giving the people what they want. Yes, I am. I'm not gonna come in thinking I'm a smart, you know, I'm a smart dude, I can figure it out for you. You you couldn't do it, I'm gonna do it. The effects of that hum in people's head, it it just takes away your willingness, your ability, your capability and all that stuff of addressing what's in front of you outside of what's really, really in front of you. Today, what's going on now, 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 now? You're not worried about all that other stuff. So I'm going to put together panels of geniuses from those areas, genius level thinkers that would come up with, you know, local templates using my overall template that I've already developed for my hometown. The three-pronged template of living spaces, places to go eat and shop and have jobs, retail, and then fun and entertainment. 
So I'm I'm redoing 26 out of 32 city blocks in my hometown where I'm from, my community. Specific, the Moore's edition, the historically, uh, the historical Moore's edition of Dickinson, Texas, in Galveston County, black and brown. 1.1 mile stretch of highway, 3.8 square miles of of the area, and then a 60 million dollar event center that's going to serve as a community center too. Badass, if I might say. More badass in the community centers you're used to seeing. That's for darn sure. 26, I have to I have to buy 174 front and rear properties to do the highway stuff. 60 duplex infill properties within the community that look that are houses, not apartments. Apartment children don't feel like community children. They feel like apartment kids. Stop doing that. Okay? And then the $60 million community center, event center for concerts and all kind of stuff. Badass. I'm going to take, uh, that's two cusses. I don't do more than two cusses in a podcast episode. Typically just one. But that's the same cuss though, so it's really just one. But, uh, you know, like baby boomer, you know, all the old baby boomer rockers that can't fill up a stadium anymore. They're going to get 750 people in their stuff. Gonna have It's going to be a... The hopefully Texas largest virtual reality content development center for occupational stuff. Put on your goggles and see what you want to be before you go be it. And then lifestyle. What does it mean to jump off a mountain into a river? You know, we you put your goggles on. We're probably going to invent new goggles over there in my in my in my studio. More you know more uh, affordable goggles where we don't make a bunch of money. You know what I mean? Where we can give it away. Everybody can go build it themselves. It'll be something in there where you can't make too much money, or we sue you. It'd be in the. It'll be in there. <laughs> oh no, here's how it works. If you charge too much, we take half. We find out you did it. We take half, and you can't sue us. There it is. No, we want the money. We're just gonna put it to better use than you're doing. So I'm gonna intervene. Take my three pronged effort and put it inside of. Uh, Detroit, Chicago, New Orleans, which means we come in and buy properties, and it's investors. We start local, local investors, real estate investment trust, and you do it through ministries, not the local ones. Ministries in all 50 states, when you buy properties, they're not taxed until you sell them, and then the people who buy them, they start paying taxes on them. So we would set up in all private ministry-based real estate investment trust where you have 5013C and then the 5012C that holds the properties in escrow. That's what makes everybody feel good about it. It's being held separately from the from the uh, 5013C that is actually in charge of the projects locally. So all over in six places, you'd have a 5013C in charge. I wouldn't be running them. They'd be using my templates people locally would be investing yeah and then we would that's how we get done but we would have genius minds putting together the plan genius minds hardly ever get the opportunity to extend themselves in a way that they wish they could just because you have a genius mindset doesn't mean you're you're back I'm using badass again because it's the same word doesn't mean you're going to be fantastically successful the, the vast majority of genius mindsets, people don't, they're not, they, they don't end up in a successful place as 
society, the society in which they live would, would measure, okay? Um, so the creative brother would be in charge, but I would not be benefiting financially from all of these efforts. I'd be, I'm more concerned about the, the level of depth of success on a local level, but they would just use my templates, we would modify them for the area. And let me tell you, the rural communities would be the ones that would get the most out of it, especially the millions, the millions of mostly white people in Eastern Kentucky, Southwest, West Virginia. Y'all really need to go look at this area. You really need to go look at the Mississippi River area, the Northwest Mississippi and Southeast Arkansas. Go look at the visuals. Go on YouTube and look at the visuals of the people who are trying to work in these areas to get, to get better. They're struggling. And then the Pine Ridge Reservation, you know, the Lakota Sioux Tribe stuff. These three, you need to see the visuals for these three areas for yourselves. Remember, the meth capital of the world, right? And then you have the blues capital of the world, you know, pain. We wrote music about it. <laughs> Everybody wants to come here and learn how to play our stuff. Well, how are you gonna, how are you gonna sing our music if you don't have our pain? What's that about? That's why it's so ridiculous to, to watch most blues players who didn't have any blues in their lives try to sing the blues. Have you ever done that? Oh, my dog died. Oh, really? You go buy another one. You have money. I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous for me, a 60-year-old, remember, I'm not a young fella, to um, have been around blues players growing up and stuff, see, know what that's about, and to, and juke joints. You know what a juke joint is? I do. <laughs> a juke joint, J-U-K-E joint. Go look that up. And then go, go see if you can go in, go in one. And yeah, find one. They're around. And then you let me know if, if these dudes that call themselves blues guitarists and all this other nonsense, if they're legitimate. No, they're not. <laughs> let me tell you now. They play beautiful necks and stuff. You know, I'm a bass player. You know, I got some blues in, in me. I can do some blues uh, stuff. But am I blues? No, I don't have it in me. I don't have that in me. I'm a happy dude. You know? So intervening. Private business efforts supported by the federal government infrastructure is what we need. And let me be honest with you. These three rural communities, wow. Now, can we help? Can I help them? Yes. Because the, one of the things about poverty, if you can take that hum out of people's head, that... You can take it out quickly. But what will remain are the remnants of it. I remember what it's like to have that. I know what it's like to have that hum. The people who have the hum in their heads, if you grew up in that, you didn't realize that's what it was until now. And you agree with me. There's a hum. Let me tell you why I say that. Because I've been around people who have who are in the middle of extreme poverty. Remember, I've been in the nonprofit world for a minute. You know? And 
when you when you are in the company of people who have that hum in their head, you can tell if you're me. Okay? You know it. You're trying to explain stuff and you they're looking at you like I can't hear you. I got this hum. You can look at them and tell they have a hum. They can't hear you. They're there to listen, but you got to get, you have to rise above the hum. How do you do that? They have to feel it. They have to see it. All that chirping, it ain't going to do it. That's, just, that's not going to do it. So if you're sitting in a room full of people with the hum going on in their heads, your chirping ain't going to fix it. Sorry. What's going to fix it is your doing, D-O-I-N-G. That's what's going to fix the humming. Little kids with the hum in their head at school, what's going to fix? Feed them. Hungry. Just plain old hungry. You set up systems to where everybody has electronic payments where, you know, you just go through the line, boop, 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 boop. Nobody's paying, nobody's pulling out any money. Everybody just running through it. You know, you got a barcode on the back of their student ID or something. And it just, the, you know, the, the, the cafeteria, the, the lunch lady, <laughs> the lunch lady just, just hits it with her barcode reader. And everybody is the same because people feel in their head, little kids, oh my, my, and then there's, there's a different sound for the kids that get free lunch. Boop, 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 back. What, what that? Boop, 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 back. The chicken stuff. Like, oh, you're getting free lunch, huh? You got the chicken scratch sound. No. Now you're saying, well, why? If you got the hum in your head, should you care? You're human. You're overthinking everything. You are. Yes, yeah, it matters. Yes, it does. Now, to the creative brother, do you know how long it has taken me to really get, 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 get that? 60 years to get, 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 get it. It, it, Yes. You know, what people feel is real. <laughs> if they feel it, it's real. Until it's proven not. Okay? So I would just address, I would just stick my three-pronged effort in there, and then we would modify it for each region. And it would be more and more difficult depending on where you are. Detroit, Chicago, New Orleans. New Orleans would be difficult because structural poverty, they have a big hum in there. And just really extremely poor doing without on a on a scale you can't understand and that's a big thing there doing without on a major scale is is uh, being addressed here all across my page I had two pages doing without and not even realizing until that they're doing without at a, at a at a profound level profound level okay have you seen the the meth Zombies. When I first was made aware of this, it it takes a lot to open up the mouth of the created brother and shock me. Yeah, that was shocking. I was like, what? Why am I not knowing this? Okay? So let's finish. Here's what I say to finish. Americans should be ashamed. We suck. <laughs> we just absolutely suck. This country is not great. Quit saying that. Okay? 
We are we living in an underdeveloped nation. Stop with the blagging. Would you? Would you? Would you? Spend a little time. Go on YouTube. Look at the the, the urban emptiness of Detroit. Look in the south side of Chicago in the war zone and all that real estate that they have that's not that's underdeveloped in there. Okay, New Orleans. Oh my God, we all know about that. Go see it. Go see it. Knowing about it ain't enough, dear heart. Eastern Kentucky, Southwest West Virginia. You need to see how. Just watch somebody drive through all that stuff. I've been to. I've been to all of these places. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And this one here, that Eastern Kentucky, Southwest West Virginia. Let me tell you. When you go through there, what makes what gets to you is how many people, millions. I mean, the Mississippi River area, Northwest Mississippi, Southeast Arkansas is like this desolate. You see, I mean, you like what the? Are we in Ke- Kenya? What are we? What are we out? Where are we? Is this Sudan? What the hell? And then the Pine Ridge Reservation, the Lakota people. I could take these people and change it quickly for them. You know why? Because they are an independent nation. There's money not being spent uh, uh, for the for the for for natives. They just don't know how to do it. I don't know what, why, but I would just I could change them the fastest because there's billions of dollars sitting around ain't being used that could be immediately put to use. I could turn these folks right here into something fantastical very quickly, very quickly. And uh, in a lot of these instances, because I'd be, I'd be, I'd been given the opportunity to do it and, and in charge and the government's working with me. In most instances, I would definitely have everybody, you know, as many people there involved in the, in the stuff. But we also know there's a lot of p- people with poverty with that. And they're not listening. They can't hear you. They don't want to hear you. They're not listening. They're impacted by what you're getting ready to do. They hadn't done a damn thing there. They could have. Didn't benefit them. They've only done what benefited them. In all six of these areas, there are mofos there who are doing well based on all of this. They are doing just fine. Rentals. They got janky rentals. One of the things I like to do, and this is tough because Texas doesn't like this. I like laws that, that say you have to do something with your property. You know, you set up criteria where you just can't let your land just sit there in the middle of, uh, you know, in these areas that have food deserts and this and that. We need criteria that says if you own land in these areas, you can't just let it sit there. You got to sell it. You either have to do something with it or sell it if you're scared of cat. That fixed a lot of stuff. Or we tax you. Something. We need something that makes people move. You just can't be a landowner or own a bunch of janky rentals, you know, squatter level stuff in New Orleans, Mississippi. You know, or in, you know, you can't own you can't own a hundred janky trailers, you know, in the eastern Kentucky. You ought to see how many janky trailers are there. Janky! Somebody owns like a bunch of those things. Probably some investment company that owns a bunch of those janky third world looking trailers with all these people doing meth and heroin living in them. 
and these children who are growing up in this nonsense, hearing the hum mm, all day at school, can't get to them because they can't hear you. Now, listener, the average listener listening to me is doing damn good, doing great, actually, all of you. I don't have anybody listening to me on the poverty level. You hear me? So here's my my uh, uh, request. <laughs> you know, I was getting ready to do something nasty. I'm not a nasty person. I just have a big, deep voice, and it sounds like I'm getting ready to eat you. But I, no, I, I don't eat like that. What are you doing where you are? Let me go ahead and just share something with all of you. I'm an ordained minister, honey. I am. Does it bring it all together for you now? My stuff is done through a ministry. And that's how you save money, too. Because when you put everything in a 5012C and no taxes on it, 5013C, my ministry, I'm putting that together now. It was unincorporated. Now I'm incorporating it all in order for me to, to take on the money and do all the things at the next step, step three. I'm in two now, all the organizing and incorporating, putting together the real estate investment trust and all of that. Step three, now I let the people who want to give me their money, now they'll have a place to put it. I am a minister. I'm a universalist minister. Grew up Christian. The universalist uh, churches, you only have one thing. Do good deeds. That's it. That's our mantra. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. I want that to go through your head all day. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. Everything you've heard from me, from one to... 77 episodes has been on the track of do good deeds, do good deeds, do good deeds, do, 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 good, 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 deed, deed, deeds. It works. I've been doing it my entire life. It works. It's what happened. It's what helped me see what I've seen in my life. I got in the door because I'm doing good deeds. I got a chance to get on the plane because I'm doing good deeds. Got a chance to drink some blah, blah, blah because I'm doing good deeds. But I can go further. Get you in a lot of doors. Oh, a ton. Still getting in. I'm asking you. Do some good deeds in your community. All of you listening are capable mofos. In a good way. And what I'm asking you. You don't have a hum in your head. You don't. If you do, it's of a different sort. <laughs> right? I'm asking you to do some good deeds. Don't overlook stuff. You know what you're good at, mostly. You have a lot of stuff you don't know what that you don't know yet that you are a badass at. I'm just asking you, do some good deeds. You'd be surprised how collectively these little things add up and they help out. Take the take the the noise out of somebody's head today. Reduce the noise in somebody's head today. Okay? 
so they can hear you. Get used to doing that. See how it makes you feel good. Releases chemicals in the body. Makes you feel good. Do that. Okay? Take a minute. That's all I'm asking. I have revealed my, I keep revealing myself to y'all. I do not like doing this. I walk around with this stuff secretly. I call it secret pastoring. (laughs) You don't even know it. Six areas here that I love to get my hands on in my, in my fantasy world. And at some point when we break dirt next year, because I decided in 2021, at the end of it, I wasn't gonna buy a single property until 2023, because I felt like it was overheated and it needed, somebody needed to stick a pin in it, call the Fed and pop that bubble. They already have. And now all the folks that are calling me to buy some property I don't own, somebody has put their, put my phone number. I've had my cell phone number since 1997. <laughs> the, same, the same cell phone number since 97. I have, good God. Somebody put my number on uh, their property list and now everybody's calling me to buy this property. Four years strong, about five or six calls a day. And I brought it down from 20. You know how I do it? I answer, I, I answer it, I, I tell them I don't own it. I'm not, I'm not Barbara. They don't believe me. They work for some company that is getting them to do that. They work from home getting poverty money. So they're gonna call you back no matter what you say. So I just call them back. <laughs> I just call them back. And, you know, then they, they don't, I let the phone ring a hundred times and then they finally answer it. And I tell them, see what it means to get harassed and bothered? Could you stop doing this? I'm, I'm not Barbara. Take me off your stupid list. And, you know, it's not mean or whatever. I just do it. I just call them a hundred times with my, I have four lines and let it ring until they finally pick it up. And then I tell them, I'm not Barbara. Please stop. I can do this all day long, honey. I'm sitting here on my butt. And then they stop. So I just think it's interesting that I only get five calls now. As soon as the Fed raised the rates, the phone calls stopped on their own because they, don't, you know, you're borrowing money to buy things. Not, buy, you know, not everybody has cash. So now I don't get the calls anymore because they don't have. They, 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 it's gotten too expensive to, to do all of that. And now it's a turnaround. You're going to see a lot of folks losing. You're going to see some stuff where they're going to get popped out. They can't afford to keep it. It didn't work out. And we're going to scoop it all up come January. <laughs> we're going to just buy all the land from everybody in my community and do what I've told you. 26 blocks of, of, uh, of retail uh, structures, 60 million, that's 101 million, $60 million event center with all that will be in there. And you're going to get a chance to see all of this. And then about 12 million on 50 something, 50 uh, uh, duplex steel rail, uh, uh, steel rail built duplex structures and infill properties, okay? This model can be used across all of these areas, just at different levels. I'm gonna end here. And what I ask again is that now that I've peeled back another layer of the creative brother, my, my the mantra of my community in which I am in, the Universalist Church, the only thing we ask of you is to do good deeds and take the drum and the hum out of the people's heads around you the best that you can. Okay, listener? Thank you for listening. You have a wonderful day today.
Take care.